What do you get when you cross Hayao Miyazaki, George R.R. Martin, and King Croesus? Let's find out. We watched Ranking of Kings, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, Weave of All Trades, and double-headed, triple-headed snake who owes you a life debt, PJ. And me, your super cute, flat assassin, Skylar. And joining us today as always is our dear friend and newest resident of the Boss Kingdom, unsure why the prince is walking around in his underwear, Lauren. Hello! I'm very historically bad at ranking things. I have like my number one and then... Everything else just doesn't matter. So, like, who's your favorite king of all time? My favorite king of all time? There's so many kings. There are so many kings. See, I only really know about- Rank your kings right now. I I only know English kings, and that's not fair, because there's so many more. Well, that's disappointing. But maybe we're going to learn how to plot properly rank some kings this week, as we continue through Fantasy Month with Ranking of Kings, which is our Gold Star anime for Fantasy Month. Uh, as a reminder, as always, Gold Star Anime are anime that would be in our best of 2021 list if they didn't fit better in one of our months. So Ranking of Kings, critically considered one of the best anime of 2021. It doesn't necessarily mean that Lauren won't consider it one. But with that aside, Lauren, Ranking of Kings, it's a, as we've talked about with Fantasy Month, descriptive names, but not so descriptive that it's obvious. Tell me, what do you think this anime is going to be about? I think that this is taking place in one of them old medieval times. One of um, them old medieval times. <laughs> one of them. Like one the of one it, formerly in Buena Park medieval It's times. still in Buena Park. It is, oh. yeah. I oh, drive I by it, it sometimes. Oh, no. Never mind. No. That was a different thing that closed down. So I think that there are kings in surrounding countries and they come together once a year for a big like tournament slash like jousting thing slash feats of strength to decide who is going to be the top king for that year and whomever the number one king is they get to take home um, a magical item that guarantees them prosperity for the rest of the year so basically the whole series is just one tournament arc yeah, it's going to be just a bunch of kings fighting for that number one spot. But there could be like plots and intrigue and like backstabbing and, you know, undermining. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coos. Yeah. No, it sounds fun. I really like this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And then you got like your underdogs, your overdogs, your hot dogs. Your overdogs. I don't think overdogs are a thing. <laughs> Technically, oh all words are made up, PJ. I get well, yes, but that does not excuse you using fake ones. But I guess the the presence of an underdog does belie the presence of an overdog. I was gonna say, what is the opposite of an underdog? Technically, an overdog. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> we've all learned something today. <laughs> is that, that like? I mean, I never watched word. enough underdog. Is his main villain the overdog? You know what it is? It's top dog. A top dog underdog. No, 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 no. Oh. Because w- the opposite of top dog would be bottom dog. There is a play called Top Dog Underdog. So I guess someone's got it wrong out there. Yeah. They're wrong, whoever that is. Well, regardless of them being wrong, let's see how right you are mm. as we look at our poster for Ranking of Kings. Now, I do want to be clear. This is a very meaty poster with a lot of people. Yeah. I don't particularly need you to tell me a lot about everyone yeah i do want you to give me a pretty clear indication of like this first row of characters and then Mm -hmm. you can kind of give me like a one line synopsis of everyone above that i when i had put together my predictions anyone who was in like the brighter colors i had given like a more distinctive personality and then everyone in the muted colors in the back i said gaggle of villains so (laughs) (laughs) cute little gaggle that's all i that's all i did did it change were you like this is still about Justing. that same story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do still think that this is a fight to determine who's gonna be the most prosperous country for the year. They're the rival royals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think these are all our different 
kings and queens that, well, only really one queen. Yikes. So yeah, I think that they're all going to be fighting for the magical object to guarantee them prosperity. The little boy in the front, and he is actually a little boy this time, not like a young man, because I can't distinguish age. <laughs> this little that we boy. Know of. That Well, no, I'm bad at it. This could straight up be an adult. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's a little boy. <laughs> it could be an adult. I think it's a boy. This is uh, the son. Of a recently deceased king, he is fighting for the very first time. His kingdom has historically never been given the top ranking before. So he is trying to win it for the very first time since his dad just passed away. He is assuming the throne. That little black thing next to him, I'm assuming is sentient because this is um, an anime and it's fantasy month. So anything goes. I think that's the little prince's invisible friend. Like his Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. He's going to be like giving him advice as they go through the competition, but it's all in his head. Like no one else can see this thing. He just manifested a friend. (gasps) It's a tulpa. I don't know what that means. Can one person manifest a tulpa? If they're strong enough. So then is every imaginary friend a tulpa? If they're strong enough, which a lot of people aren't strong enough. That's why I think, I low-key think Robert the Doll is a fucking tulpa. Because everyone's like, oh my god, he's so haunted. So, Lauren, a tulpa is like a spirit or like an entity that is basically imagined into existence. Mm. Like, so many people believe in it that it gives it the power to exist. Okay, like fairies. Mm. Do you believe in fairies? We don't talk about fairies. Clap if you believe in fairies. Oh, Peter Pan. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not invite the fae into your house. Do not invite the fae into your house. I'm not clapping right now, so I'm not giving them power over me. (laughs) They're like vampires. Anyways... Don't invite them in. That's it. Alrighty. So going around to the other royals on this poster, the woman, because I only really see one. She's a queen for our ranking of royals, I guess. Her kingdom has won a couple of times, but they haven't won a lot. So she's really desperate to win as the first female monarch of this kingdom. The older blonde person, like the older blonde boy slash young man, because he looks quite young. I said that his kingdom currently holds the top ranking, and so he is definitely expecting that he is going to be winning again. The bearded man off to the side is a king of a kingdom that is by the ocean. Um, He's very tough, but he's fair. His integrity and his high morals are always going to ensure that he plays a very clean game. The man with the ruffled collar, Defo has come on top for the rankings uh, the most. His kingdom has money, honey, and this dude is willing to go to any lengths to get the top ranking back, but he's kind of too into himself to like fight really well. He kind of gets distracted by his own vanity. There's so many people. The man in the suit in the top right, He is all about secrets, and he definitely will give them up if you pay him the right amount of money. He's running all of the betting for the rankings. Beneath him, the man in the blue with the sword. I'll try to be more descriptive. There's just so many people. We appreciate Um, it. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. Uh, So the man in the blue holding the sword, he is from a kingdom that almost always comes on the bottom of the ranking, but this prince is just arrogant enough and just talented enough that he might actually win. The man with the snake underneath, he is defo not to be trusted. He's got something up his sleeve. His kingdom has prospered from cheating more than once. So uh, he's going to be our most cunning royal, and he's going to be using dirty, dirty tricks to make sure that his kingdom wins. Underneath him, the bald man with like the, the fur capelet, he is from a kingdom that is really renowned for its fighters, kind of like um, a Sparta. So he's our strongest. He's our most capable at winning this competition. But he might end up being kind of like a mentor for our little prince where he like could give him pointers on how to fight better. And then I'm going to jump to the middle of the poster where there's this like mirror and this like floating girl in the center of it. So the floating girl is um, clearly cursed because we can't see her face and she's like floating in midair. Um, I think she's trapped somewhere. And um, I think the little prince gets wind of this this plot of her like being trapped and imprisoned and enslaved by something bigger than themselves. And I think that he is going to get distracted from this tournament and go and try to rescue this girl. 
And then that mirror is the magical item that they're all fighting for, but there's like a face in it. So it's probably got some kind of dark magic instilled in it. And then, yeah, all the people in the back, I said, are bad guys that we're going to be coming up against and fighting as we go along on our journey. All right. So we have a a bevy of characters and obviously our gaggle of villains. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our gaggling villains. And let's see how accurate this is. I mean, let's rank how accurate it is after we watch episodes one and two of Ranking of Kings. Mm -hmm. So we'll take a quick break, do that, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Ranking of Kings. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? Not be over here just crying over Boji. <laughs> oh my God, he's so cute. Yeah. He is definitely just such a sweet boy. Oh. And like, I cried so many times during these two episodes. Oh. Even rewatching them for like the third time, I still cried <laughs> I know. every like a million times. Me sobbing. It's not hard to make me cry. Mm-hmm. And when we first started watching this, PJ was just like, apparently, like, this gets, like, really sad, but also endearing and beautiful and super fun and funny. And I was just like, okay. In my head, I was like, I probably won't cry. Like, literally not even, like, five minutes into the episode, I was just, like, sobbing. Ugh. He is. He, he's everything. Boji is everything. Yeah. Boji is everything. Ugh. Uh, and let's figure, figure out how we got to Boji by going through some quick housekeeping. So, Ranking of Kings is based on the manga Osama Ranking by Sosuke Toka that released on Beam Comics' user-submitted manga hack website starting in 2017 and is still ongoing with a current total of 12 volumes. The anime was directed by Yosuke Hata and Makoto Fuchigami and produced by Wit Studio for Fuji TV starting October 2021 and still ongoing currently with a slated total of 23 episodes in Season 1, which means we should be at the penultimate episode by the time this episode releases, barring any delays. <gasps> wow! The anime is notable for featuring sign language, which was supervised by the Tokyo Federation for the Deaf to ensure accuracy. Oh. With that, let's jump into episode one and two. I would love to say real quick, but these are meaty episodes. Boji, the prince of the boss kingdom, sneaks off to the outskirts of the castle and encounters Kage, a shadow clan creature dragging away stolen loot. Boji tries running off, but is accosted by Kage, who steals his clothes. Boji is, however, just excited that Kage can understand him, as Boji is deaf and mute, communicating solely through noises. Boji walks home in just his underwear as the townspeople make fun of the weak prince. Boji returns the next day, wearing his finest clothes for Kage, who is confused by Boji's upbeat behavior, until he realizes he's just excited to have someone who understands him. Boji reveals to Kage that his dream is to be the greatest king of the world, and while Kage originally finds this hilarious, Boji's determination makes him happy. Upon returning home, his stepmother, Queen Hilling, proclaims how unfit for leadership Boji is, and how her son Daida is a much better fit to rule. All the while, Boji's sword teacher, Domaz, signs to Boji, omitting the insults. So Boji, who can read lips, understands it all. Kage, who followed Boji to the castle, sees Boji crying while getting dressed before putting on a brave face and heading back out to see his father. As Kage continues to follow Boji, he is caught by Bebin, the castle snake handler and Dida's sword teacher, who believes him to be an assassin, as all in his clan were. Boji goes to see his father, King Boss, who loves his son but fears for him due to his weakness, and implores him to keep training. Boji is a child of giants but is diminutively small and weak, making his father's fears all the more valid, especially as his health declines and the reality of Boji taking over the kingdom looms over everyone. While training, Dida arrives and challenges Domas to a duel, impressing Domas with his skill. Boji, seeing Domas finally feel excited to train someone, vies to prove himself by challenging his brother to a duel. The fight begins with all the spectators seeing this as an immediate win for Dida until Boji masterfully dodges Dida's rapid attacks, surprising everyone, especially Kage who is watching after having evaded Bebin. We see a glimpse back to Kage's childhood as his people were hunted down and his mother sacrifices herself to let him escape. Kage is saved by loyalists who hide him from his captors, even when Kage exclaims when seeing the murdered corpse of his mother. Kage tries to make it on his own, but is shunned by society until he is taken in by a lowly thief who uses Kage to help him around the house and soon to steal treasures for him. Kage grows to love him, though the man sees Kage only as a tool and shuns him, even turning him in for reward money when wanted posters go up. Upon escaping, Kage returns in time to see the man get stabbed to death, 
and Kage rushes to him crying at seeing an- another he loves be killed. The man sees Kage and realizes he shunned the one person who ever truly cared for him before dying. Kage runs away and becomes jaded as time passes until he encounters Boji. We return as the battle between Boji and Daida continues with Boji exhausting Daida with his constant evasion. This is however seen as cowardly by the spectators and Domas informs Boji that this will only lead to people seeing him as even more unkinglike. So Boji decides to try to fight but with his weak frame Daida quickly gets the upper hand and starts mercilessly beating Boji, prompting Kage to try to stop the fight but the palace guard Apias is able to stop the fight before Kage can expose himself. Daida walks off proud of his victory before returning to his room and beginning to speak with a shadow in his mirror. Boji is laid out in bed completely bandaged up. Boji, upon waking, all bandaged, still crawls to the sword in his room and uses every bit of his strength he can muster to try to lift it, but still fails. Boji, feeling like an utter failure, begins to weep until Kage makes his presence known, and Boji's tears turn to a smile. Kage tells him his fight was amazing, and he should take pride in it. Boji happily offers Kage more of his clothes, but Kage says he is not interested in stealing from him. Rather, he wants to be Boji's friend and support him. This makes Boji cry uncontrollably, as he's never had a friend, before it turns to a heartwarming smile towards his new friend, and that's episodes 1 and 2 of Ranking of King. And it was, like, really hard not to cry through, like, three points of that Like, literally, oh. I'm crying right now. <laughs> oh like, God. this anime it's is so, so heartwarming. Yeah. yeah, it's so heartfelt. It really tugs at heartstrings that I didn't even know I had. Like, yes. I'm not a crier. Like, immediately. Like, yeah, I am not a crier in any regard. And this anime has me crying just recapping right. it. <laughs> Usually it's really hard to get someone to cry when you just meet characters for the first time. Like we're not fully invested and like mm-hmm. right off the bat. Right. And like not for nothing, Ranking of Kings, so amazing, is already in my top 10 anime of all time. Like this, Whoa. I know like we're here to figure out what Lauren's situation is. Right, right. But this, this is probably... At least so far, the most well-deserved Gold Star anime of the year, in my opinion. This is my so far, because there are some Gold Star anime that we have coming up that I have not watched yet. Right. But this is so far my anime of 2021. Like, this is amazing. I agree. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first two episodes. I loved how they, I mean, it is clearly about Boji, right? Like, Boji is the main character, but I love that they're taking time to explore like Kage and there's so many other characters that I hope they do the same thing where you like you see the reason behind why they are the way they are because Kage was such an asshole but then we learned why and I was like oh I feel so bad for you he had such a tragic past and now I love him so much (laughs) I'll say and this isn't like a spoiler which I feel like is like what I I feel like that's like the new drinking game is PJ saying this isn't a spoiler but oh people are gonna get drunk (laughs) but this isn't a spoiler but like I will say I think this is one of the most tightly written shows I've ever watched like in terms of like the story and the world building are so strong that I don't think there's and the character development is so strong that I don't think there's a single ep- character who from now till the current uh, episode I haven't almost completely changed my opinion on for the better or for the worse. Yeah. <gasps> because everyone is constantly growing and you're constantly learning new motivations and you're constantly like being like, oh, this character that I thought was terrible maybe isn't so terrible or maybe this character that I thought was honorable maybe isn't so honorable. Oh, no. And like... I love that this show can do that. That is like what, and I mean, this will probably be the tagline for the episode, but someone uh, joked that this is basically like Studio Ghibli's Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. It's true. Which I think is so accurate because you have like, even in just the two episodes, like obviously I could go into detail about how it continues to expand, but even Mm. just these two episodes, you see so much political intrigue just in the world right so you get obviously the introduction to what the title is right ranking of kings this world there are many kings and there's a organization that ranks them based on their strength their you know their popularity amongst their people their Mm -hmm. willingness of their their warriors willingness to fight for them all the Mm -hmm. all the things that make a good leader and already that's intriguing enough but like that's not what this is necessarily about you have the story and like what makes this so intriguing is you see these like interesting political plays happening like you see people not necessarily feel like boji is ready to take on the role and die to kind of trying to make a play for it a little bit 
Mm-hmm. And you see like the, you know, Queen Hilling filling like the evil stepmother role a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Domas like struggling with having to train Boji, who is so weak. And all these inner workings that are already so complicated and complex. Mm-hmm. And it only gets bigger and wider to like the rest of the world and the kingdom as the show goes on. Right. That's exciting. Yes. So any first impression that you have, Lauren, don't trust it. No, no, there's people I really like. Oh, no, that makes me really worried about them. (laughs) Oh, God. I do love a good, like a villain isn't really a villain trope. Yeah. So I am excited about the people that I absolutely do not like potentially being redeemed well but, but i mean let's talk about them who do you not like right now and I, obviously skylar try to control yourself from like being like well that one's gonna change right 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 right. um i do not like the queen i do not like boji's younger brother the prince who's making a play dida. for the- dida thank you hilling and dida hilling and dida not a fan of either of them do not like this this snake armor bebin swordman person those are the people i don't like and then i really like that the guy who interfered in in boji and dida's obvious fight yeah 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 that yeah because he he saved boji so i was like oh thank god someone who like cares and likes him you're like thank fucking god honestly he's so endearing and he's so sweet and he just like he wants to be so he wants to be so good right not even like powerful he doesn't want the sway that a king has over his kingdom he just wants to rule to the best of his abilities and like do what's best for everyone so when all these people are like oh he's like not fit for this and they you know the townspeople make fun of him i'm like y'all need to stop the, i mean i think a big important conversation that sh- that this show brings to the forefront and i think it's something that i really love about it is it's talk about disability mm-hmm. right so people with disabilities obviously back then but even still to this day are seen as lesser than yes. right. you know and especially someone like boji who is deaf and then by extension mute Mm-hmm. like you know he at the time of course everyone thinks he's an idiot because he literally can't speak all yeah. he you know he just talks in like as and ahs mm-hmm. and to them like he's like this foolish idiot and obviously he has like even more like essentially deformity in that he is the son of giants and, is so and he tiny. is so tiny so and he's tiny. so weak He has like nothing going for him, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. on the surface. But what he has going for him, and obviously this is like the the crux of the story, is that he has like this unending heart and drive and desire to be more, to do more. You know, he wants to be the person that he knows he can be, even if it's literally unattainable. Right. You know, like that moment, what makes this such a beautiful story is kind of the... The fact that Boji isn't strong, mm-hmm. you know, in any other anime, if we're talking like in the shonen genre or pretty much anything, the moment that he had the fight with Dido, you would have realized Boji is powerful. He's been Secretly hiding the secret hiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's been hiding something, right? And it's his agility, mm-hmm. which that's very right. much Boji, like trying to be like, well, I'm not going to be strong. I can at least be fast. Yeah. Right. But Adapt, overcome. Yeah. But exactly. then it quickly gets like overshadowed when people are like, well, this is you know that's cheating stupid. that's it's cheating. cheating fuck you honestly but i get it right because this world isn't about it's, it's about, about strength. strength it's yeah. about strength and evasion isn't strength evasion is seen as cowardly yeah right yeah. but then you even have the moment when he's all bandaged up and he just crawls his broken oh. body over to that sword just tries so hard to lift it and knowing can't... he'll never be able to uh, and then he just like breaks down because he knows no matter how much he wants this, he, like, can't get it. Yeah. Well, oh. something that I really love about this is, like, you think it's going to be him having to overcome his disability. But, like, being deaf isn't what makes him weak, like, at all. No. It plays no oh, part yeah. in that. He just is deaf. That's it. And the mm-hmm. only way it comes up is in people being like, oh, we can't understand you. But then fucking Google Translate ass Kage comes in and is like, oh, I understand him <laughs> completely. So yeah. like, I could just I could just be his voice. Right. And Boji can read lips, but it doesn't sound like everyone knows that because they talk very freely around him. Well, right. yeah, that was like that moment where, you know, she is where Queen Hilling is talking very down to Boji and you see him get very hurt. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, he can't understand me, right? And they're like, not as far as we know. Mm. He's like, bitch. But I then, do. like, you know, he's getting changed. And Kaki's like, oh, yeah, people are so mean to him. But he just takes it. And then you just see Boji, like, crying. And you're, and that's when Kage and us as the audience is like, oh, no. Like, he, he does know he knows. what people think of him. He knows exactly. And I think that's what I really love about this anime from a storytelling perspective is it's all show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't, there's nothing in the show that is, like, an exposition dump like everything is something that you experience which i think is uh served even more by boji's deafness and muteness because he's not going to sit there and tell you you know like i think even a lesser anime version of this he would have had an inner dialogue Mm -hmm. that we could understand Mm -hmm. and i love that Mm -hmm. we don't get that everything we glean from boji is from his body language from his his expression you know, like in that fight where Domas is fighting Dida and, you know, he, he's getting very excited at the prospect of fighting so- and have, having an, uh, a pupil who he can actually train. Mm-hmm. You see Boji get excited at seeing the good fight. But then when he sees Domas get really excited when he's talking to Dida, you know, he's, you see him fear that Domas is going to stop being his teacher. Mm-hmm. And then you see him jump in. You don't need him to sit there and be like, oh. But but you're my teacher. And I don't want to lose you. Like you know, you don't need that dialogue. No. You don't need that exposition. You, you don't, don't even need Kage to sit there and be like, "Oh, I think he's sad." Like <laughs> he, everything <laughs> happens. But like you know, because that's that's another way that that this could be told. Yeah, right. you know, they would rely way too much on Kage. Mm-hmm. Kage acts as Boji's translator to the world, not to the audience. And I love Correct. that. Correct. Yeah. You even see it when Boji and Dida are fighting and the um the sword teacher tells Boji to to take the blows and to stop dodging, essentially. And you see like Boji was so confident because he was doing extremely well. And then you just see it all leave him the instant he's been told you can't move. And there was, yeah, it was just the sign language, right? We didn't even, I don't even know what exactly what he said, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they bring it up, right? Where as Dida's like leaving all triumphant after like beating the fucking ever loving shit out of his brother. Ugh. And he's like loading to Bebin and he's like, what did, oh, by the way, Bebin, like, what did Domas tell him? And Bebin's like, he told him that if you keep, you know, essentially, like, if you keep dodging, people are going to think, people are only going, it's only going to make people think less of you. You have to fight back. Mm -hmm. Died such a little shit. God. I know. Can't stand him. Can't stand it. <laughs> and you know, I mean, but again, like back to like the disability thing, like, I mean, that's still a problem in today's society. Like, you know, mo- a lot of people do look down on people who are like deaf or mute or blind and think less of them mm-hmm. when there's like, when they're just people with that have a different set of challenges in life, right? Like, I think if you talk to almost anyone that has those disabilities, whether it be almost any disability, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think TikTok has been really helpful for me in this regard, where I follow a lot of people on TikTok who are maybe, like, paraplegics or have, like, diminutive, like, growth disorders or stuff like that. And, like, just kind of watching them just be people, I think is helpful for a lot of people in the audience. Like, obviously, like, I'm just watching them being like, oh, this person's really funny. Uh, and they just, like, so happen to be in a wheelchair or blind or de- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you do, I do see in those comments, a lot of people being like, wow, like, uh, like, especially like the growth of it where people are like, oh my God, is it okay for me to laugh at this? And people are, and then the person being like, yes, I'm funny. I'm in a wheelchair <laughs> and funny, like, get over it. I'm definitely yeah. funny. Get over it. Like, and so like, it's still a problem that is active, but like, I do love, like Skylar said that at no point is the story like, how is Boji going to overcome being deaf or mute? It's how is Boji going to overcome his limitations? Yeah. yeah being weak he's not like mm-hmm. seeking out like the ancient artifact that will make him be able to hear no nope. or the ancient artifact that will like translate his every thought or something like that's again i feel like i do this with really good anime a lot like i did this a lot i forget which anime i did this with where i just kept saying how other anime would have handled the same situation yeah mm-hmm. but i do think about how other anime would have handled this situation and i think the story would have been about him trying to overcome being deaf being mute 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or 100%. trying to find a cure for it. Yeah. And even in this, even with his, the story kind of been, it seems like is about him overcoming his size and his weakness, but it's really about him learning to find his true strength. Yeah, I get that vibe because, I mean, his sword teacher is doing the best that he can, but he's not used to having a pupil who doesn't have the physical strength to hold a sword. Which is why he gets so excited when he's fighting against Ida, who does have that strength and the capability to learn from someone who is a master. Yeah, I just don't know if Boji has found the right teacher yet, because clearly no one quite knows how to handle him. They're kind of just brushing him off to the side like, oh, he's just he's too small. He's too weak. He won't be able to learn this. And for all intents and purposes, the only person who does kind of believe in him is his father and his mother, but Uh, she is clearly past. Like, you know, you have that moment where he's like little Boji with his like big old cheeks. Yeah. (laughs) And he's so adorable as tiny, tiny baby Boji. And he's like holding his giant mom's like finger as she's like just telling him how much she loves him. And how great King he'll be. Yeah. And then obviously you learn that she has passed and Queen Hilling is like his stepmother. Mm -hmm. And then when he goes to see his father, who is also clearly dying, which is why everyone is very much in their thoughts about Boji being the king. Even bosses, right? King Boss is like, I worry for the kingdom knowing that you will be its king. So I want you to keep practicing. I want you to keep striving to be better mm-hmm. and you know like he even has like that line that i love where he's like i love you more than i can physically bear mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like <laughs> i love you so much it hurts which is true <laughs> like same <laughs> same <laughs> you know even as the show goes on and things change and things grow like at every point you do look back and you're like wow boji's mother and father really loved him loved him so much I'm glad he has that. And that's something that's there. But at the same time, like his mother was gone very early in his life and his father loves him, but does see his limitations and he does want him to grow. But like he does, you know, kind of treat him like a China doll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's where you get Kage being the first person who truly be like, I'm not here to protect you. I'm here to be in your corner. Yeah. You know, I'm here to I'm here to see be there for your successes and your wins and for your failures and help you through it all. He becomes such a cute little champion and like instantaneously BFFs. But I also (laughs) think that's because Kage was like abandoned so long and he has this huge, obvious, huge distrust of just humans because they fucking genocide his whole race. Right. Yeah, that was. Um, Oh, my God. I wouldn't even talk about how sad Kage's story is really yet. you on my fellow weebs no big news this week just a big thank you as always for listening if you're craving more kawaii disappointment head on over to our patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus content we just released our reduced redo for march where we revisited neon genesis evangelion with lauren later this month we will also be releasing our dedicated march bonus episode where this month we will be doing our first kawaii desu film club as we have lauren experience the digital world of bell so if you're excited to hear what Lauren has to say about Mamoru Hosoda's latest musical epic, want to say in which anime we revisit next month, or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we've released or we have planned to come down the pipeline, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbush and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Brad the Bard, Rebel Indonesikai, and Jellums. You're all pretty kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Fantasy Month with Attack on Titan. Now... Back to the podcast. Because, like, obviously, just 
him having to watch his i mean he didn't watch his mother get killed but like you you could tell that his mother clearly loved him very much oh yeah and you know he had to like literally see her murdered corpse get dragged off and obviously like it's it's like you know what i love about the show is like it never is like yeah but like they're little black blob people so like it's less heartbreaking like it is something where like i think if you just saw the picture of like the guy walking off with like the black two-dimensional blob on his sword You'd be like, I don't know what that is. But watching it, it's such a powerful moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Kage, he just, he wants to be loved so bad. And like, Mm -hmm. yes, he's like cold and like jaded and all this stuff. But as soon as like he sees someone else work as hard as he had to work, he's just like, yes, I have found my best friend, my partner. And like when we were watching, like, oh my God, I'm like going to cry just thinking about it. Like he loved that man. That awful, awful man. He did. So much. He went through this horrible thing, watching his whole fucking family and everyone else like him get slaughtered. He's just a little boy and he just needs to be loved. And he was just being fucking exploited. The saddest moment, honestly, for (laughs) me is when he's hungry. He's been out on his own for days after seeing his mother get killed and he looks at his toy horse that he's had this whole time Mm -hmm. and he thinks of the moment his mother got in the toy horse and he sees you know a merchant selling food and he could easily steal the food he is like from a clan of master assassins and he is literally a shadow but Mm -hmm. he tries to barter his horse for the food and the woman denies him and he still leaves the horse and takes the tomato yeah and then he gets stopped and gets mercilessly beaten by the townspeople and now he's hungry and that horse has got it i didn't know why but the fact that he didn't get the horse back like broke my heart like i was like he literally has nothing now he has nothing at all he's lost his family and just like the moments like when the thief is like asleep and he just goes over and is like holding Holding his his hand hand while he's asleep and the moment where you know the thief is about to die after getting stabbed and he's already betrayed kage and kage's still there so and many he times. sees kage and he thinks back to the happy moments they had and you have that moment where again this the show is all show don't tell he doesn't need to sit there and say like oh no i made a mistake or i regret the things i did mm-hmm. but he thinks back to the happy moments he had with kage of waking up and realizing that kage was holding his hand or like them celebrating like a big holiday he has that moment where you just as an audience member realize that he is like oh no i I made a mistake i turned away the one person that cared about me and he lets out the tears right before he dies and like ugh ugh such good tight storytelling oh when my God. i tell you that i have like tears like literally constantly flowing down my face right now just thinking about it are they like cute bubbly tears like bojis god i <laughs> wish those are definitely ghibli tears those are ghibli tears and to say the art style of the show we haven't talked about is so unique it's beautiful this show is animated like a western fairy tale animation from the 70s is like the best way i can describe it the last unicorn or like the last unicorn is exactly what i was gonna bring up yeah last unicorn is a really great art style beautiful then muted like colored backgrounds and stuff it's the same thing in here but Mm -hmm. like just hd and it's gorgeous it's so unique because like a the story is very western right it is it is a medieval fairy tale Mm -hmm. and it's animated like a medieval fairy tale like and that's such a different art style and storytelling medium than anime tends to be Mm -hmm. but i think it works so well for what the story it's trying to tell is like i love that everything is so fantastical like you see boss be this huge creature and it doesn't feel out of place yeah you see kage be like this literal floating orb on the ground and it doesn't feel weird Mm -hmm. and you see boji's sweet 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 little frog face and it's not (laughs) weird His expression, though. This, it kind of reminds me of um, One Piece, where it's like all these characters have such interesting designs, but like it's it's not like no one's like, oh, fuck, you look weird. Like, look at Bevan's chin. Look at his hair. What's up with that? No, 100%. And like nothing is out of place. Like Even when like people see Kage, they're not like, oh, what the fuck is that thing? They're like, oh, a Shadow Clan person. Got a it. shadow clan person who have all been trained to be assassins over the years and we can't trust them. Like that makes sense, right? That's great 
world building. Yeah. I mean, even looking at the poster, you just see how different everyone is. Look at Hilling and her nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just a character design choice. Like, you know, it's just there. And, you know, Dida has her nose and it's not weird. But this is high fantasy. Honestly, it's probably some of oh, the yeah. highest, you know, it's very high fantasy. You know, you have yeah. magic and monsters and different races you know, of and people. curses and stuff like mm-hmm. it's very well handled but at the same time while still feeling so grounded because at the end of the day the story is just about this little boy with the biggest heart in the world trying to make something of himself but yeah i mean i just i love so much about this anime mm-hmm. and obviously like it's hard not to just be like and let me tell you where it goes from here because like the story it just builds on itself so well that everything we're talking about has a next step you know and it has a significance and it has a next step and Mm. that's something that i really just love about this i love that too i love that i mean every every story is going to have a little bit of fluff right they're going to have like a scene that's not completely necessary but i love when everything is necessary and everything you encounter builds to something bigger than itself so yeah i I don't think i could tell you a single scene in these two episodes that didn't feel important they all did yeah Yeah. it was yeah which like that's why like obviously it's a big story but i'm still calling it tight storytelling because it's it's massive and spanning while not having any fat to cut yeah right they used every single minute to their advantage and every single minute is important to the rest of it even like calm parts like where not a whole lot is going on. It's still so beautiful and significant. And, you know, and honestly, I definitely can like relate to um, a lot of the dad's relationship with Boji because like I have a disability. <laughs> no, but when I first like developed epilepsy, my parents like would not let me do anything because they didn't understand it yet and like Mm -hmm. they didn't understand what my limitations were and they really handled me the whole time with kid gloves and that was around when I turned like 18 so like I've always had like a lot of like responsibility and a lot of people rely on me and for them to just kind of flip and treat me as like this fragile thing that could you know have a seizure and like die whenever like was really like difficult for me and like it's a thing and do I get upset that like it affects me in certain ways like I'll never be able to drive and that does set limitations for a lot of things especially in California mm-hmm. and like I literally had to change my whole career path because I can't drive it just sometimes I get frustrated that I have to take medicine every single day so that you know I don't like go off and die somewhere. But I think like the worst thing is just being like people assuming a bunch of things about you and like putting your limitations like forward, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're just like, well, like I'm not just like an epileptic. I know. And I know like this is like one you like never bring up. And I think it's because it's you've had it your whole life. So it's so normalized. You're also like half blind, Skylar. Oh, yeah. I'm like completely blind in my right eye you know so i have no like peripheral sight on my right side and so like that kind of sucks but like again like what pj said that i have been like that since birth so Mm -hmm. it doesn't like affect me in a super bad way right but i mean that is something that you you have that others don't so you have a different perspective on things than other people do fun fact uh my little brother is completely blind in his left eye and i'm completely blind in my right eye so full circle <laughs> <laughs> but i think to the, to your point skylar like right obviously thank you for sharing it is kind of something that the show is trying to pr- push forward is that boji isn't his disability no one is their disability people mm-hmm. are people who have again like i said earlier different challenges different struggles sure but no one is uh, just a blind person. No one is just a deaf person. No one is or a depressed person. They are a person With who that. happens to have these things. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, again, I mean, we're going to beat this horse to the ground. What I love is that Boji isn't a deaf person. He's not a mute person. He's not a weak person. He is a person who has those challenges and works to overcome them and mm-hmm. develop beyond them. And, you know, it's what makes this show have 
it's heart is that Boji, you just root for him at every the turn. The second he appears on the screen and you understand what he's about, you want nothing but the best for him. Mm-hmm. And obviously we joke about it where we're like, ugh, you know, Boji is best boy. You just want Boji to be happy. But, but you he really literally do. is best boy. Yeah, no. He really like, is best boy. Like, and you know, you want nothing but the best for him. You want him to be happy. So when he's not happy, when he's crying, it makes you sad. The amount of times I was watching it, even if like I didn't find the scene prior to be like, like I was like, oh, like the thing that happened was sad. And I was like, oh, that's sad. And then this next scene when you have Boji crying about it, that's when I start crying. And, and you know, it's the fact that he's crying, but then like, you know, wipes away the tears and puts on his cute little, I mean, I'm just going to keep calling it his frog smile. It's so cute. <laughs> and, you know, and the fact that he's fighting so hard to not show any side of weakness and to be the shining light that he is ostensibly for everyone in this mm-hmm. show is so powerful and it's so inspiring. And you just, again, you want him to succeed, which is again, prime storytelling when you like to have a protagonist, you care so deeply for. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. There's a lot of characters. People are like, I would die for this character. I, I mean it literally when it comes to Boji. <laughs> I would definitely lay down my life for Boji. I would commit atrocities for this boy. But you know what? Boji would then just like jump in front of you because like not let me he, would, he wouldn't want you to, you know, like he's such a good, kind-hearted, <laughs> strong-willed character. Ugh. You know that if Boji had someone important to him on the line, and obviously I'm just talking episodes one and two because, you know, developments happen as the show goes on. Even mm-hmm. a week episode one and two, Boji, if something were about to happen to Kage, he would jump in front of him. Not a you second know? thought, not a hesitation. Not a second thought, no hesitation because that's just who he is and it mm-hmm. makes you care for I him so him. deeply. Yeah, I love him so much. <clears throat> and, you know, it's going to be a hard time, but we'll have to wait to see if we keep watching it to get to those hard times because mm-hmm. I think we've talked at length about what makes these two episodes so amazing. Honestly, mm-hmm. one of the best two introductory episodes of any anime ever. Agreed. I would agree. As someone who has primarily watched like just two, this was one of the strongest storytellings in the first two episodes that I've seen. Yeah, right. Agreed. I agreed. But those stories are only improved by their cap ends. So let's talk about the music. Oh my god! Of ranking of kings. <laughs> So let's kick it off with our OP, which is Boy by King New. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that opening. It was so much fun. I love the the energy. I love how Boji is shown in opposition to the rest of the world where he is just, he's so happy. He's so upbeat. He's just doing his thing and enjoying life. Taking and everyone else on. is like brooding and thinking about things. And he's like, I'm just going to live life. I'm just going to be me. It was a bop. I loved the music as well. I would have this on repeat for a couple of hours. Yeah, I absolutely love this op like i think the first time i heard it it felt like very discordant mm. just because I, I i have never really heard something with this sound mm-hmm. uh but the second i like watched it again i was like no like this is really well composed and it's mm-hmm. got such a unique sound and honestly it's a sound that king new is really good at uh king new also did the outro for banana fish for oh. anyone who is unaware Lauren, this was something i was gonna bring up um, I haven't cried this hard uh, watching an anime since watching Banana Fish. For very different reasons. Oh, yeah, no. Luckily, there's a lot more, like, happy tears in this, but, like, mm-hmm. there's still some devastated sad tears. Yeah, but uh, King New in that same, you know, in the Banana Fish actress also has that very, like, it's like an v- interesting mix of vocals and melodies that feel a little, like, disjointed, but work together yeah. so well in the end oh, yeah, to definitely. tell the story. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I really talk about the lyrics for these songs, but the lyrics are so beautiful too. Like the mm-hmm. lyrics for the song are so well written and the, <laughs> I'm about to cry again. <laughs> this is one of the few intros I cry think like listening to just because I think about what it means, you know, and mm-hmm. the connection it has to the story. And obviously that breakdown moment with the violin, it goes even harder after that. Oh my God, that's well, so good. It slaps. I was gonna say, it's like the perfect representation of Boji, right? Like, yeah, especially you know, when we're introduced. A boy. Where it's just like, it's very muted. It's very like calm and like kind of like fun, a little whimsical, a little like classic, right? Mm-hmm. And then like the more it like progresses upwards, it's very like reflective. Agreed. It's able to convey its message without revealing what's coming. Yeah, and if you listen to the lyrics too, like it it tells a very compelling story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then let's move on to the outro, which is Oz by Yama. Tell me, Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I think this was a great partner to the intro because it still has that that sweetness and that heartwarming camaraderie. The visuals were beautiful and it was this was just very sweet and melodic, kind of like a lullaby. It it was so beautiful. It was a great way to leave every episode. Yeah, you know, I think it's it we talk all obviously all the time about outros being come down but this is like it almost feels like you're being like like serenaded serenaded down like the outro it feels like you're like being rocked to bed but like not in the fact that it's a lullaby but like it it just is such a comforting song like you know right it's so warm and the energy is so fitting and obviously the visuals with the art style being almost like a children's book yeah and it's just boji and kage looking up at the stars and (laughs) uh, god i love it so much i love that it's animated in the style uh like pastels or like even crayons like it's got that really cool texture to it yeah, it's very um, childlike and innocent. It's really, and it's just, it's so beautiful. And again, mm-hmm. like, yes, this is a come down, but it definitely has like very epic parts of the song. And yeah. it, it's just gorgeous. Nothing but stuff to love about this anime. Right. Honestly. But let's move on to our segment. Since these songs are so great, what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, who do you think would have done a good job with Boy? For Okay, so I was able, I think, to find not a perfect match for the music, but I think I found someone who could work with this vocally and who has a similar sound. It's not the same. And I went, I went really big with this one. I said Michael Jackson, early Michael Jackson. Oh. Um, baby be mine. Well, see, I was thinking, I was like, I love this. They have a very, this song has a very funky sound to it. So it I does. think Michael Jackson can work. I think Michael Jackson like works well enough. Like I think I see where you're going with with the vocals because it's got that like high pitched high energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think Michael could easily do the song on a vocal range i i definitely understand why you clarified that it's mostly voice yes but but i i think this is another example of like were you to put a gun into their head they would they could they, they could do, do the song for they sure they could do it yeah absolutely skylar who did you pick so i definitely had a few people like vocally in mind um it was just really hard matching a lot of the vibes to the song like right. there are plenty of people that could hit these notes and do hit these notes but i think someone that does have a wide discography mm-hmm. um is charlie Puth, specifically his song slow it down I also thought Charlie Puth at first for vocals. I think, yeah, I think Charlie Puth is similar in like that he hits that vocal range a little right. bit. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like a little, 
slow energy. But it's hard to find something that matches the energy of this, right? Very whimsical and very upbeat. Mm -hmm. So to find Mm -hmm. that in, you know, contemporary music is hard. But I think vocally, you guys have picked very strong choices. Well, now I want to know who you've picked. I tried to go with a more holistic approach to someone who could do the vocals and the instrumentation but like i said it's hard to find someone that goes this whimsical so i figure like this is as close as i can get Mm -hmm. uh toning down the whimsy by like two notches like it went from like 11 to nine okay i went with matt and kim you definitely win for whimsy and her energy i think that's a great choice like you take the vocals from either michael or charlie and put it to this This song yeah rhythm this beat yeah i think it's perfect But yeah, I completely agree. I think vocally, not perfect, but definitely a close match with the way they style their vocals, where they like kind of overlay themselves on top of each other. Yes, agreed. Great choices all around, though. Let's move on to that outro. So Lauren, who would you pick for that outro? I was looking for someone who has that kind of like soothing ballad and a vocalist who is able to hit um, a lower and a higher range. I ultimately landed with Selena Gomez. I think Selena like has a similar range to Yama. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, obviously, I don't think she does anything quite this like slow. No, but uh, I think Lose You Love Me is like a great uh, a great approximation of what it could potentially sound like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. So, OK, this is kind of like going back to the id episode with PJ. This sounds exactly like someone. And I spent literally two hours trying to find that person <laughs> and I could not find it. And I've like narrowed it down to a couple of people. Okay. To you know how I'm like, oh, I was thinking this person, but like mm-hmm. I didn't go with it because it's mm-hmm. the wrong. Age. Like literally, they're like right next to each other, and it was okay. very hard for me to choose. But I went very like back in the day, um, M two M, uh, specifically their song "Pretty Boy." Not gonna lie, Skylar, I hate this choice. Do you? But they hit. <laughs> it's such a like. Uh, Yama has a very warm, where like warm a heavy voice like it's like tonally deep not deep notes but it's tonally rich is what i'm trying Mm -hmm. to say and m2m does not in the slightest they're a little more they're a little more nasally yeah and high-pitched and i i just disagree i'm sorry i think you have the right vibe vibe wise totally fine yes yes well i'm literally uh devastated so <laughs> I'm on. sorry. It's just I'm not sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you mine. You can roast mine if it's not good. Let's go. Let's see. What is it? I had an immediate choice for this. The second it started and kept going, I was like, I know what artist and song this is. Like, I don't Ooh. even need to think about it for more than a second. Ooh. I went with Anna Nalik Breed. Damn it! This uh. is literally what I was trying to find. Literally, I kept singing Breathe last night and I'm just like I kept hitting, um, getting that Michelle Branch song, Breathe. So it's like, I'm remembering this wrong. So was <laughs> this were... the song that you were trying to get to? Yeah. Okay. If this had been where you landed, I... not I... remember its existence, though. So I was just like, I think I'm just confusing this Michelle Branch song. Michelle Branch does have a song called Breathe as well. Mm, this yeah. is Breathe 2 a.m. Yeah, this one has a... A little bit of an extra title. I think this is a great choice. Thank I think you. that she, I'm yeah, I think she would do this absolute justice. And it sounds like it was the choice Skylar would have gone with anyway if she'd been able to find it. I'm glad that you were heading in this direction, Skylar. I'm sorry that I roasted your choice, but I'm glad that this was the direction you were going because mm-hmm. I'm glad I got. I'm glad I helped you get there. <laughs> Yeah. Me too. This was a journey. I am devastated how much sleep I literally lost because I cannot, like, as soon as we're done recording today, like, I have to, like, leave. So oh. I do not get a nap. Oh. Uh, I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry, Skylar. But at the end of the day, Anna Nalik, killing Anna Nalik. it with the Yama style vibes. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, uh, some fun choices in those OPs and outros. Yeah. And a great way to cap off uh, this part of the conversation of us just gushing over how amazing every aspect of this anime is but you know who knows maybe the context is gonna be it's gonna make lauren hate it <laughs> because you never know we did already tell uh, lauren that characters develop and characters change, they change. so maybe we show her 
a character that she loves do something wicked or a character she hates do something righteous and it just throws her off balance. So mm-hmm. you still can't lock in a Kawhi success. So we'll be right back with Lord's closing thoughts after we watch some context clips. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. Lauren, you have now seen the first two episodes of Ranking of Kings, Osuma mm-hmm. Ranking. You mm-hmm. have seen some additional clips, some additional context, some additional emotional moments, training moments, and a beautiful friendship moments with that beautiful little sweet boy. What makes Boji such an incredible protagonist is that he doesn't let anything stop him. You know, he's mm-hmm. always gunning forward he's never taking uh, a beat to doubt himself and even when he does he doesn't doubt himself in the moment of action he doesn't let that doubt get in his way of acting in the way he's supposed to and he Hmm. does the right thing at all times and it's so honorable and you just want him to succeed and i feel that way about this anime as a whole and i want it to succeed but that's really going to be up to you lord as i ask you the big question will you keep watching ranking of kings even though the way i felt about some characters in the beginning has since changed thanks to the context I love this storytelling. I really love the artwork. And even though I don't feel the same as I did about some characters, I'm still in love with them and understanding their journeys and where they came from and why they're doing what they're doing. So I will absolutely keep watching this probably as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> An amazing Kawaii success in the book. You yeah. absolutely oh. love Good. to see it. Because this really is, I'm not, I wasn't joking when I said this is in my top 10 anime of all time now, 100%. I can see why. It's pretty incredible. But with that, I would like to ask a question that I always ask, but I'd like to prop a special challenge. We've talked at length about how Boji is best boy. He is best boy. And so I'm going to ask you, who is your favorite character besides Boji? Yeah, because Boji is the, he's the correct answer. Boji is the best character in the show. He absolutely is. He has an amazing supporting cast, and Boji's clearly best boy, best boy winner from the 2021 Crunchyroll Awards. Oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, one of the oh. few good choices that the Crunchyroll Awards made. <laughs> oh my god, But um, outside of Boji, I would like to challenge all of us to pick our favorite character. Absolutely. For me, it was, um, it was Kage, because, you know, love the asshole with a heart of gold, and I love that he needs as much love and support as Boji does, and they're both fulfilling that for each other, Uh, you know? Yeah, their friendship is truly so special, so wonderful, so delightful. It is. is. Um, I want nothing but the best for these two both very sad, parentless boys. (laughs) Uh, Who have a family Not fully parentless, because my favorite character outside of Boji is Queen Hilling. Um, You know, she is such a dynamic character. I think she is the character who, my opinion, has changed on the most Mm -hmm. throughout the show from almost complete disdain to utter love. Uh, I think she is an amazing mother to this sweet boy. And Mm -hmm. I I love her so much. Yeah, she was one I had to 180, but I like her. Queen Hilling is also my favorite character. She's great. No, I love her. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's very relatable specifically to me my journey (laughs) obviously i have a stepmom that i love uh very very much and her like relationship early on with boji is something that i experienced like very close very tender and then as i like grew older we hit some like really really rocky bad times but like Mm -hmm. i have since repaired my relationship with her and we have a very beautiful relationship so oh that's good yeah all great choices just again i'm sure you saw with the context and you'll see as you continue through the show the Mm -hmm. character development is so wonderful you know Mm -hmm. you have every character is complex every decision is complex like this show is so it's honestly one of the best written shows i've i've yeah. i've seen period yeah, like not I just animes you know just full stop uh i think this might be my favorite piece of fantasy media period that makes sense yeah you know i think it yeah that's a fair statement it's up there it's in the top at least the top three i just need to think about the others i have to rank them yes rank these <laughs> fantasy kings 
But all of that said, absolutely love to see it. Of course, a Kawaii success uh, on a Gold Star anime, nonetheless. And so far, my top Gold Star, but we've only had the two, so we'll see. All our favorite characters, all that is left to do is our final segment. Is there an MV for that? AMV, anime music videos, is there an all right, Lauren, you know the rules. I will mm-hmm. posit a pre-warning. Oh. Ranking of Kings oh. is a fairly new anime, still Brand only new. premiered four to five months ago. So sure. there will still probably be a lot that you that hasn't been made. And mm-hmm. while you might throw out the bangerous choice available, does not mean <laughs> that you will get any points. But with that, uh, with that caveat, let's see if you could still prove the odds wrong like our sweet boy Boji does all the time. Oh. Um, I picked a song that I think fits Boji super, super well. Um, not sure if it exists because like you said, this is newer, but I chose Son of Man by Phil Collins from Tarzan. I think that is a phenomenal choice. Unfortunately, it does not exist. There are a lot of Son of Man yeah. AMVs for some animes that I will be watching when we are done with this. Oh, oh. But unfortunately, there is no Son of Man AMV for Osama ranking. I will say uh, earlier today, I played like a uh, a faux AMV game with Skylar. Uh, Neither of us got any points either. Yeah. Okay. Which puts us at a zero pointer. But uh, we haven't had Mm. we haven't gotten one of these in a while. Anytime we have a zero pointer, we will go through the top three AMVs to see kind of what the vibe should be. And I don't think it helped this time. Oh, okay. Because uh, I didn't know two of the songs, but two of the songs are very different from the third song. Um, So our top from top to bottom, our top one is Slow Down by Chris Linton, uh, which is a, a very ballady song. Okay. Our number two song is Industry Baby by Little Nas X and Jack Harlow. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I what a what a switch. Which honestly, it fits when you think about it, though. No, because think oh, about yeah. it. Because the song "Industry Baby" is about um succeeding regardless of people not believing in you. Exactly. True. Yeah. No, um, I think it. I think it fits. It's just, <laughs> it's just like whiplash from going one to the other. And then our third right. song is "Let Me Down Slowly" by Alec Benjamin. Oh, uh, I love that song. But those are our top three. Unfortunately, zero points. But maybe. We can round it out with at least one. Because, Lauren, it's time for a super secret, not so secret, bonus point. If there is an AMV for Ranking of Kings to Evanescence, bring me to life. All right, Lauren. Do you see now that this anime has its immensely sad and dark moments? But is it sad and dark enough aesthetically? And is it maybe too new or... Is it just new enough and just sad enough? The choice is yours. I think if it did exist, it would not be in relation to Boji. I think it would be in relation to another character. But I still I still don't think it fits. I'm going to say no. I don't think it, it's out there. <sighs> Lord, Lord. You're absolutely right. There is no AMV <sighs> to Osama Ranking, Ranking of Kings, to Evanescence Bring Me to Life. Heck, I mean, <sighs> there's o- already only a handful of AMVs to this anime in general, which That's I do think fair. will change as time passes because this, I think, will go down as like a classic. But that a said, uh, one point for correctly guessing that there will hey. not be one. So that's still Woo-hoo. something salvageable as we round Hell this yeah. out with a Kawhi success. one point in the book and another successful journey through an anime thank you lauren as always for joining us on this journey thank you for introducing (laughs) me to boji (laughs) yeah oh my god Uh, i hope you guys had a good time but i more importantly hope our listeners had a good time a fun time a ranking time a scary laughing devil man time a changing your motivations but only because the sweet boy inspired you to be a better person time (laughs) and just a boji and kage being the best friends around time but until next time we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment i've been pj i've been skylar i've been lauren and there will never be a boy better than the best boy boji bye that's right (laughs) 